Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. Let's get into the show. Today's featured guest is Jennifer Pearson. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Jennifer is the president and founder of Generation PR, a public relations and social media marketing firm specializing in promoting beauty, baby, and lifestyle brands. Prior to founding Generation PR in 2005, she was an attorney in Los Angeles. She's been profiled by Apple, Affington Post, Business Insider, and Yahoo. Jennifer, take a minute to fill in some gaps from the intro and give us a little glimpse to your personal life. Oh, sure. Um, well, so I actually got my start in my career as a civil litigation attorney. Um, and I practiced for about four years. And then I just started my PR agency back in 2005. So just about um, 11, almost 12 years ago now. And uh, that was quite a quite a change, but <laughs> it's been an amazing transition for me and um, has allowed me to have the kind of um, life that I've been looking for with a little bit more balance with family and work um, that I was seeking when I was an attorney. Now that I have children, I really appreciate that. So I have two little boys that are four and a half and six and a half years old. And um, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs. So that's uh, <laughs> it makes for a lot of interesting dinner conversation around here. I'll come back to that in a second, uh, balance with family and work and working with your husband. But could you tell me, as an entrepreneur, what is the one thing that you do that you feel has been the biggest contributor to your successes so far? Uh, I think the biggest contributor to our success or the success of my, uh, my business has been... Um, well, I would say recently it's been posting consistently on social media and adding value. So let me go back to that. I think the common thread with growing my agency and then also growing my brand online is is adding value. So we always look to provide as much value to our retainer clients wherever possible. And then in my you know online business that I've just launched, Generation Academy, and my um, online group for entrepreneurs called Generation Insiders, my focus is always about adding value. So how can I help people, help more people, share what I've learned, you know, by experience or learn the hard way to, um, you know, support other entrepreneurs online. And that and that thread of adding value has been consistent from the time we started our agency to now with our retainer clients and then helping on entrepreneurs online. So adding that extra value has really made a difference in your business. For me, it has been. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just being really consistent, um, standing by my word. So if I say I'm going to do something, if I, um, you know, say that I'm going to support somebody in some way, you know, being really clear with setting expectations so our clients know what to expect and being realistic about it so that we can always, you know, deliver on our promises, but, um, you know, and then just being consistent online and, and, uh, posting on your social platforms every day or as frequently as you commit to doing it. And that just really helps grow your reach and grow your presence and reputation online. 
Yes, actions speak louder than words. If anyone wants to go and see Jen's social media profiles, you can see that she puts out so much great content every single day. I love the hustle you do on social media. Uh, Jen, if you look back on your journey as an entrepreneur, why did you become an entrepreneur in the first place? Well, I kind of hinted at it a little bit um, at the beginning, but I, when I was an attorney, I really didn't have the kind of lifestyle that I was seeking. I wanted to have flexibility in my schedule. And at the time I was dating my husband and I knew that I ultimately wanted to have a family with him. And growing up, I always had my parents around. They had their own businesses. My mom sold real estate and my dad is a, an auto broker. And they were just always available to us as kids. They were at our at our games and took me to art classes and we had family dinners every night. And that's just the way that I grew up. And I started to realize that in my career path as an attorney, a lot of the partners and um, people that I looked up to didn't have the um, flexibility and time with their families that I knew that I would want to have. So um, I also just really like doing something that has more impact on a business, more of a positive impact on a business than civil litigation does. I wanted to help businesses grow. I wanted to spread their brand messages. I wanted to support entrepreneurs that I believed in. And having my own business seemed like the way to do that so that I could choose what clients I wanted to work with and what projects I wanted to work on. So I thought I would give it a shot and kind of see, you know, what the path looked like for me. And, um, you know, I always figured I could go back to law if it didn't work out. And I'm really lucky to say that I never had to even consider that prospect this whole time. It is interesting. People who haven't taken the leap, uh, they have an idea, a pretty good idea, what it means to be an entrepreneur. Do you feel the same way, Jen? Yeah, actually, I mean, um, I just at the time wanted a way to work for myself, have flexibility and be able to earn a living um, and, you know, kind of support my <laughs> support my existence um, and, you know, ultimately contribute to my family when my husband and I got married and it's far exceeded my expectations. You know, we're working with international brands, like huge international brands. And, um, you know, with the social media didn't even exist when I started my agency. And that um, avenue has grown so much opportunity for my clients and my own business that I'm expanding our services and um, my product offerings using social media in ways that I never anticipated. And um, I'm expanding in ways I never anticipated. And, you know, now um, several years into my marriage, my husband wanted to start his own business. And we had the ability to say, you know, let's go for it, take this risk. And we've got a long runway here. And I believe in him. And um, you know, I, I just feel really lucky that I've been able to support my family and have that ability to support his dreams, you know, and pursuing his own business as well. Yes, taking that leap in the first place is already really scary, but having friends and family supporting you is so important. Oh, incredibly important. So I've had so much support along the way. Um, definitely you know, sought out the help of mentors. I had a few people that that were really key to helping me have the confidence to make the leap because it is, a, for me, it was a complete and total 180 and people kind of looked at me and said, what are you doing? <laughs> um, you know, so at the time, my, my husband just, you know, he was getting his MBA and he said to me, this is so 
great for you. It's such an, a perfect fit. And I believe in you and I know you'll crush it. And he just gave me that confidence to know that I could. He introduced me to one of his mentors at USC Business School, who uh, was the head of the entrepreneurial center there and gave me an hour long meeting, or maybe it was even an hour and a half, but it was kind of the most impactful discussion I had that set my business on a positive course. And, um, you know, just friends that were so supportive and kind of curious about what I was doing and would always say to me every time I would explain the change I made in my, my career, I had so much enthusiasm and passion for what I was doing that they always repeated that back to me and said, wow, you're so passionate about this. This sounds right up your alley. And it made me feel like, yes, this is the right decision. Of course it is. So, you know, always having that support. And I will say too, you know, my family was a little bit more nervous. I think you know, kind of cautious about me making a leap, number one, because, you know, law school was a huge time and financial commitment, and it's really predictable, your career path, you know, to some extent. And I had a home in Santa Monica that I was responsible for the mortgage myself and, you know, jumping off of a the train of, you know, having a good career, good salary in law, it's scary. And so my parents were a little nervous, but, you know, since then they're raving. I mean, they're really they're really um, proud and and they see that I now have time with my children and my older son has special needs. And so I'm able to actually be more present and fight for him to get the services and the support he needs. So it's, it's just all really worked out. Tell me about the first few years of the business. Usually those times are the hardest. Right. Well, in the beginning, you know, it's a lot different than it is now. In the beginning, um, I was doing a lot or practically everything myself. And, um, you know, back to that discussion I had with the USC professor, he kind of set me on a path to find people to support me in my business so that I could be focused on the activities that would be the best use of my time and that would help me grow my business. And so I took a step back and said, I need to hire people to help run the day to day and execute on our strategies so that I can be growing the business, finding more clients, um, you know, marketing the company. And so that's kind of the approach that I took in the beginning. Um, you know, first it was just me and then I found a great team. And in the beginning as well, you know, you're so eager to have a client because that means you're in business and you're making money. And I would be quick to agree to work with anybody that wanted to work with us. And now I have a better sense of the fit with our agency, how we're going to be able to promote a business if we think we're going to be successful at it, or if it's going to be um, more of a challenge to fit in with what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. So I'm a lot more selective and that's given us the opportunity to really carve out a niche in our space, which is baby brands, baby and kids and in the beauty and cosmetics industry. And we're really well known in that space and have great clients. And so people are now seeking us out. But if you try to be all things to all people, which is how I basically started, you really become, you know, nothing beneficial to anybody. So, you know, that's what I started. Everybody in the audience knows that time is something we can never get back. Um, Jen, outsourcing is a smart idea. What are some tasks you started outsourcing when you realized the value of time? I definitely know that there are people that are better and maybe more efficient at certain things um, that are worth you know, paying for because you're going to get a better result. So I have an amazing team that does all of the PR outreach to the 
editors and influencers to get our clients press and they have incredible relationships and they're able to quickly secure results for our clients. Um, I also have a social media team that is doing the strategy and execution for our clients. And um, they're actually posting our, you know, our own social media on our page as well. And they're, you know, I, I have input, we talk about strategy, we talk about the content that we're putting out there um, and the overall direction, but you know, it has to look beautiful and professional and that's where the pros come in. You've already shared us the good part of your journey as an entrepreneur. Let's talk about the worst entrepreneurial moment. Take us through that story if you have one. <laughs> oh God, this always, this always comes up, right? Um, well, so I've had a really great path. It's been really awesome. And, and there's just so much about the business that kind of builds on itself. But there's a few moments that kind of stand out as more a cringeworthy than, you know, major setbacks. But one that comes to mind, and, and I'll tell you what I kind of learned from it, is that we were working on a really um, in-depth business pitch for a client, and we were going back and forth with them with a Word document, um, you know, just really trying to focus in on the best possible pitch for a, a business angle for a client. And we went back and forth and had this great pitch. And there were a lot of edits that were made to this document. And we told the client, send us back a final version. So they did. And when we sent the pitch out, somehow it pulled in all of the red line changes. And that was obvious to the editor that this was sent out with all the red lines. And it was a big publication, something like Inc. Magazine or Fast Company, something like that. And they replied to us and they CC'd the client as well and said, look what your PR agency sent. And it was mortifying. It was somebody on my team that did it. And I absolutely do not blame her. I went back to the client. I took full responsibility. Um, obviously, that pitch did not convert for the for the um, client. But, you know, I realized that as the leader of this company, all of the, you know, all of the successes belong to all of them, all of us, and all of the you know, mistakes or mishaps are my responsibility. And so, you know, you have to kind of take blame and apologize, address it head on and try to move forward. Um, and that was cringeworthy and embarrassing. And you better believe that we're, you know, triple checking that nothing like that has ever happened again. I mean, if we have a slight typo, I would, you know, my, the hairs on the back of my neck would stand up, but that was just next level embarrassing. Um, so, you know, we learned and you take responsibility and, you know, apologize and you move on. I think you guys did a really good job with owning the mistake. Um, Jen, let's go to the other end of the spectrum from the worst entrepreneurial moment. Um, what is something that is really working for your business right now? Oh, well, I'm so lucky. I This has been awesome, but I started about six months ago a Facebook group called Generation Insiders and it's a private group. So I have to accept everybody that asks to ask to join. And it, it started out with maybe like 50 of my friends and some people that have kind of expressed interest in learning more about promoting their own businesses and learning entrepreneurial strategies to grow their businesses. So I started this group and somehow um, it's grown to be about a thousand members worldwide. I mean, I have people from all over the world and 
it's it's awesome. I'm feeling really reinvigorated from this group and um, excited to post in there every single day. And what I see happening is the community is supporting each other as well. And it's just so great and encouraging. And I'm getting feedback from people that are implementing our strategies and having press wins and, um, you know, successfully securing placements for themselves or amplifying the wins that they already have to be asked to be regular contributors on sites like Bloomberg and Huffington Post. And it's it's been amazing. And so I'm, you know, I'm launching this course called Press Success to teach people how to do this. And then I'm going to follow up quickly with a membership site where I can really invest time in it and add a lot of value. But it's so much work, as you know. Um, so I want to, you know, I want to monetize it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be putting so much effort into it. So, you know, I'm glad to see that the, the um, interest is there and the feedback's been amazing for this group. Um, but now I really want to put some power behind it and um, grow it even more. Yes, Facebook groups have come up time after time on this show. Where When should someone in the audience look into that? You know, I, I say the time is now, you know, um, the, the trend with social media has always been kind of like early adoption. Um, and obviously Facebook has been around for so long now, it's not exactly like you're adopting it early, but to have that sort of a page, um, it allows you to create like a community, like a really strong and tight knit community that it's focused on an area of interest. And, you know, the earlier that a brand or an entrepreneur gets started with a Facebook group, you know, so it's not a fan page, it's a group. And so you can make it private or public. You can add members, you can, um, you know, advertise for it. Um, the only thing that you can't do is run ads, um, as the group itself, but I believe that will be changing. Um, but it's been, an amazing way for me to grow my reach and help establish myself as an expert. And one of the things that I do is a weekly training in the group on Thursdays and I use Facebook live and that's an amazing tool. All entrepreneurs should be using it because Facebook is actually giving the most organic reach to anyone that's using Facebook live. So it's showing up in people's newsfeed the entire time that you're live. And as you know, Facebook doesn't really give any organic reach for any kind of posts for a brand. So this is a really great way to showcase your personality, to train people, to reach an audience, to create that kind of like know and trust factor and then get amazing organic reach using Facebook and you can repurpose that asset for other places. It's just been a really great tool. So I'd say if you have even remotely an area where you want to reach more people with your business, create a Facebook group and be active in it and be consistent and add value and you'll see that it'll just kind of find legs on its own. Best time is now. I love that. Uh, Chen, uh are you a fan of daily rituals and daily habits? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I do. It's so interesting because every every day is pretty similar. And lately I've been trying to keep my schedule fairly open so I can really devote time to um, growing my Generation Academy and finalizing my course, which I'm launching, launching next month. And there's so much that goes into it. And so the focus time, that kind of really focused kind of uh, cave time, you know, that you're giving to yourself to me has become more more important, but my day, you know, it usually starts with my kids waking me up, which I love. Um, they come in and they're usually in a great mood. And in the morning I will check my iPhone for messages just to make sure 
there's nothing pressing and you know what, 99% of the time there is not, but just checking it gives me that peace of mind that I can go about my morning and I get my kids, you know, situated and dressed and off to get, get them breakfast and off to school. My husband takes one kid in one direction and I take the other kid in the other direction. Next year will be amazing when they're at the same school. Um, and then, you know, I'm back at my desk around 915 and, um, you know, we hit the ground running. So I'm like most people, I'm on email all day long. I'm checking social media and I have to make a concerted effort not to get kind of sucked into the social media rabbit hole. But I pop into my Facebook group to see if anybody's asked any questions. I answer every single question that's posted in there personally. Um, and I want to continue doing that as long as possible. So, and I enjoy it. So I love doing that. And I reply to all my client emails and I block out time using the Pomodoro technique. Do you know what that is? Yeah, 25 minutes of time and uh, working until you're done. Yeah, and I have the little Pomodoro timer on my computer and I set my timer and I do focus sprints to work on one task and close email and I'm getting so much done doing that. But each week we're working on a newsletter, a blog post, a weekly training video, um, content for social media five days a week, um, you know, and batch producing some of those assets. So, um, I try to get ahead, but honestly, I'm really working each week at a time. And then on top of that, you know, my core business is promoting my clients. And so there's tons of back and forth between the PR team, the social media team, and all of the clients and, you know, a lot of handholding and I create visual reports for them every month. There's just a lot of admin. Um, but I love all of it. And, you know, there hasn't been, a day, I will say, if I can say this the right way, there hasn't been a day in my PR career, my worst day in my PR career has still been better than my best day as a lawyer. <laughs> so That is inspiring. I know you live with passion, Jen, and I love it. Um, let's wrap up today's talk with the topic happiness. Uh, what brings you joy and really makes you happy in this life? Uh, my family, 100% my family, um, my children, and you know, it's not always easy. Um, my, my son is, he's, you know, he's got stuff. <laughs> he's an awesome kid, but every day is a new challenge with him. And when he's happy, he left for school today and he was in such a great mood and I've been in such a great mood all day. So, and, you know, just supporting my family, um, you know, emotionally and, and being there for them. Um, that's happiness. Being able to be there for them is happiness to me and success. If I have to be honest with you. Chen, you've been so honest with us and so generous with your time. Let's end today's show with a parting piece of guidance from you and the best way to uh, reach you online. Oh, um, definitely be reliable, be consistent, be um, genuine in all of your dealings professionally, personally. And, you know, think about your presence online. Everyone talks about this kind of personal brand. And really all that is is what you end up looking like, what you're conveying about yourself online and be really intentional with that because people are looking, you're going to get hired. Your employers are looking, um, your friends are looking, family, um, competitors, everybody's looking at that. So, you know, kind of be strategic about where you're putting yourself online, um, you know, add value. And when it comes to promoting your own business, just know that you are your own best brand advocate and have that confidence to know that you have a unique, unique story to tell and pitch the media. And the worst thing they can do is say no, and they probably won't. They'll probably say yes. Jen, what's the best way to find your line and connect with you? 
Oh, um, well, I am all over social media at Generation PR with a J. And um, follow me on Instagram. That's uh, that's the best place. And and search for Generation Entrepreneurs on Facebook, and we'll add you to our Facebook community. Once again, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your journey with us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.